The iMac was due for an upgrade, and earlier this month, Apple released the new 27-inch iMac. We're gonna be discussing the new features, and importantly, whether or not you should buy it. Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. We are finally back. I'm Juliet Beauchamp and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus as well as Macworld Senior Writer Michael Simon. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I know that we didn't meet for two-ish weeks. I was on vacation, but I'm so happy that you are both back and we're gonna be discussing the new iMac. We did a video a few weeks ago speculating about the new iMac and I'll link that below. But first of all, I wanna just throw it to you guys. What are some of the exciting new features of this 27 inch? iMac. I have one favorite exciting feature and it's the damn webcam that Apple finally updated. You know, it, 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 Apple has been rightfully dinged, I think, for a long time for cheaping out on the webcam. And given the fact that everybody, virtually everybody, is virtually working at home now, uh, doing videos just like this, the idea that, uh, you know, I mean, even a, what is it, a 1080p camera in the new iMac, that just, you know, that's kind of like opening table stakes but at yeah, least they the did bare, the bare minimum that's the bare minimum i don't expect you know it to, to be like you know top end 4k etc cetera, etc cetera. but i mean 1080 so I, I that as soon as i saw that i'm thinking okay now i want an imac of course that's my first reaction whenever apple that's comes true. up with something but but the camera jumped out at me michael you uh yeah the camera was uh it was a nice upgrade you know faster processors my most interested, what I'm most interested about, which is absurd and no one should probably get it, but that nano texture glass is neat. Um, we've tested one in at Macworld and listen, I don't know if it's worth 25% of the cost of the machine or whatever it costs, but it's cool. If you're, especially if you work, you know, in a room with lights or a window, you know that you're getting that glare on your screen and you're, you're, you're constantly, particularly with a, with an iMac is tricky because with the MacBook, you can, you know, you can move it much easier. iMac is generally situated where it's supposed to be. And so what this glass does is it puts kind of like a matte finish on it. And it's, is, it, is it actually a finish, Michael? Cause I was wondering that I couldn't tell, I'm not sure. Is it like a, it's a different type of glass or is it like a coating that goes over the, the regular glass to reduce the, uh, the reflections? It's a, I, I, let, me, let me read you exactly what Apple says. Uh, the nano texture glass option. So my guess is, I mean, I don't know what the manufacturing is, but I'm just, I think it's a completely different display with, okay. with, this, with this. I mean, it is a coating, however you want to, however you want to slice it. I mean, the, the, you know, whatever is on top of the, the display is a coating. But it's a it's a specifically it's a specific option. It, it adds a texture. I mean, the the specs of the display are the are the same. So, I mean, I, I guess it breaks down to how they make it, whether they make them separately and pop it in when you order it, or if they take that display and add that coating to it. Wh whatever it is, it's a it's a it's, it it kind of looks like frosted glass on your on your on your Mac. And if you remember back in like the PowerBook days. They were all kind of like that and they were nice. I mean, they were, that was one of Apple's coolest things were, was, was the matte display. And then they went to glossy because I guess glossy looks nicer in marketing shots. Like I'm, I don't quite understand why the whole industry switched to this glossy display, but uh, I'm, I'm all for matte. I wouldn't pay 500 bucks for it, but um, I hope that it 
the price comes down and it makes its way into, you know, the, the, uh, the, the MacBook and the MacBook Pro. With, uh, if you well. remember, Michael, when you when you guys looked at this before, did you notice any decrease in, in sharpness or resolution? Or uh, I contrast? didn't look at it. Uh, Roman looked at it, and okay. um, you know, he said that it's you know it's it's built for like high end video professionals, so it's not just oh I don't want lights. You know, it's it's like calibrated and specifically tailored for professionals who need to look at their screen, need to have you know. Uh, uh, exact and precise calibration and also, you know, can't have, you know, these little bits of light that are throwing off their, their picture. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily for the person who just wants a cooler look to their iMac. It's, it's a, it's, 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 it's a high end feature. It's the same as, uh, as on their pro XDR display, which is $6,000 or $5,000. It's, I mean, that, that's an insane amount of money. So when you, when you break it down like that, 500 bucks ain't so bad. But it's still it's a it's it's a lot it's a it's a hefty upgrade and unless money is absolutely no object, speaking uh, of, I would just suffer with the glossy. Speaking of, I have to admit, you know, before we got on the, the well, call, we we all know that applies this. to you, Ken. No, 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 no. It's, it's no object. I no money's no object. It's no object I have. You know, is the joke. But I did sort of go through and I was trying to like figure out okay if I wanted to really max out on iMac. Now this is this is not the iMac Pro. Yep. It's just the regular twenty-seven inch iMac. Uh, you know, you start off, you add your nano texture glass, that's 500 bucks, and you go up to 128 gigs of RAM and, you know, upgrade the GPU card. And of course, one must have eight terabytes of storage. By the time I got done, you're looking at an iMac that's $87.99. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, a little I, rich, I, even like for literally me. no one's buying that. But yeah, you can. Yeah. But uh, good thing Who is you can, you, you can upgrade that RAM after the fact and save a bundle. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it's, that's it's, a it's still user upgradable and Apple charges a lot. Explain for, to me why Apple starts off at eight gigs of RAM, even for a 27 inch eight gigs. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, how, why did it start off at 256 on the, on the, on the $6,000 Mac pro 256 gigabytes of storage? I mean, Apple does weird things with their base and specs because they want you, you know, they want you to upgrade or they expect you to upgrade. Let's say that they expect most people are going to spend the extra was it 200 bucks to go to 16 yeah to get there now if the starting price of the iMac was $200 higher it looks worse it's it's psychologically not as good you know it's 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 yeah. it's it's all a, it's all a numbers game this is the one to get you in the door and then they talk and do the yeah. upsell yeah. i mean you know it, it's not apple's not unique in this every everyone who sells anything sells a a, a, a quote unquote cut rate for lack of a better word version of what they really expect you to buy yeah. And you can yeah. see that on, you know, on the iPhone, they used to have eight gigs on the iPhone until they, you know, they finally raised it. And even 64 is, you know, you, you they, most people are going to jump up to the next level. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, just straight marketing, I think. Yeah. However, if you don't do, you know, a huge processing, if you're just using it for email and video and, you know, watching video, you can, you can get away with eight gigs of RAM on, a, on an iMac, I think. Yeah, and I want to talk about what's like, what the price is, and whether or not it's worth it. We can discuss a little bit more about the features, but what is the basic entry level new iMac look like? Just like the old one. Yeah, they okay. didn't change the price. So the 27 inch starts at 1800 bucks. 
and you know that's that's our that's the conversation we were just having so if if you throw in 16 gigs of ram now we're at two grand and that looks a lot not that, that's not as friendly of a, of a price as 1800 but um it's it's a it's a lot and the elephant in the room here is the intel the intel the, yeah the transition away from intel, intel the apple intel. That, that whatever whatever transition you want you want to uh whatever you want to call the transition the apple apple transition on the intel transition that's the that's the question here now this is the imac is is interesting because when apple announced the last transition to intel that was the last intel mac we saw they didn't come out with anything and that i'm sorry i'm 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 confusing all of my terminology here when they announced the intel transition we never saw another power pc you mean from power pc back right. in 0506 right. yeah okay. so apple said they were transitioning and the next mac we got had an intel processor and now a month after they said we're moving to a new chip but here's this and it's you know so it's an interesting thing now if you want one or need one I don't think you're necessarily getting an, a machine that's going to be obsolete in six months, but you're also getting a machine that's not going to be as cutting edge. And it's not in just a couple the of years, mm -hmm. in a couple of years, or maybe, maybe 20, maybe 12 to 18 months. Okay. Because I, I think the Intel, the, the transition away from Intel, Apple transition, whatever you want to call it, it's not just about speed. I mean, that's going to be a big thing. And they're going to say that Apple is faster and both, but I think it's going to bring, design changes innovations that they can't necessarily do with the with with intel processors and it's going to open up a whole uh, 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 you know like like a whole new world of what apple can do with the mac i don't think it's going to be a wholesale changes i mean it'll still be an imac and it'll still be an all-in-one and things like that but if you don't need one right now i would wait as long as you can yeah, I think that makes sense. You know, it's interesting. I, when 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 they talked about when Apple talked about moving to Apple Silicon, they made it very clear they still had Intel-based hardware in the pipeline. They did. I really, clear. I really genuinely wonder if this is it. I mean, this might be the last Intel Mac because I mean, you know, for exactly the reasons you just laid out. Sure, if you need one now, this will be fine. It'll be fine for the next two, three, four years. But it, you know, we're looking at an basically an EOL end of life product because it's an Intel based uh, design. And I would think that I don't I don't expect to be seeing Intel based MacBook Pros and Intel based you know MacBooks next year. I think mm -hmm. that you know they're going to quickly try to transition to Apple Silicon. And you know, so I mean, even I would hold off buying one of these. I guess is what I'm trying to say because I do think Apple Silicon's coming fast rather than later. Right. Yeah, I isn't, mean, uh, isn't the first Apple Silicon product supposed to be coming sometime later this year? Uh, yeah, right, uh, Mike? probably probably October, November, depending on how be? things have gotten pushed. Uh, the rumor is that it's going to be the, the uh, uh, laptop. So okay. maybe the 13 inch Pro, maybe the MacBook Air, maybe the 16 inch. Like there's I've read rumors about all of it, but it, but they're all kind of in agreement that it's going to be a laptop followed closely by maybe early next year by a 21 inch iMac. So it's going to be interesting. I was going to be selling two different lines of iMac with two different processors. But the, the thing about this transition that's very different than any other chip that than the other two that Apple has done is that you can get away with giving 
um, a high school kid and a, a MacBook Air with an Apple silicone chip. Like they can, they can handle that. If you're talking about professionals, which is what this iMac is for, this, you know, if you're buying a 27 inch iMac for 1800 or, or, or $2,200, whatever you're paying, you're not just a casual user, like you need it. Mm-hmm. So this machine, Apple has to be very careful with the, with, with, with moving. I mean, moving to Intel, people know Intel. You know what you're getting. Developers know what they're, what they're building for. By switching, you know, once they switch to Apple, their own chips, no matter how fast they are, no matter how capable they are or efficient, there's a whole can of worms here that Apple is going to have to contend with. And I think we're going to see these higher end Macs for a little while. The iMac, the Mac Pro, uh, you know, the, the with the, the $6,000 Mac Pro, like Apple is not going to just one day say, oh, well, yeah, now it's Apple processors and, you know, just just go deal with that. So I'd also like to take a bit of time to just sort of compare and contrast our uh, predictions from an earlier video that we did that was mostly speculating about what the new Mac with Apple Silicon will have in it. But we we were right about everything. We could just move on. (laughs) Because one thing I want to point out is that we mentioned in that video the potential for a 4K OLED display, but this new iMac, it seems like the higher tier or the the more expensive iterations are going to have 5K? Yeah, well, Apple, the, this this iMac has had 5K for a little while. The cheaper iMac has 4K, and then the super cheap one has just a 1080p display. The The, the rumor is that um, it'll be 4K OLED, which is a, quite a different animal. So these are these are LCD, and Apple makes great LCDs, and you know, don't get me wrong, you're, you're getting a, a ridiculously good display with these machines. But the, the rumor is that um, they're going to transition to 4K OLED in the iMac. I don't know how how real that is. I mean, OLED displays, first of all, they're expensive. They're, yeah, that's not cheap. I, and what's yeah. the advantage? I mean, really, truly, for what this, per, you know, it, yeah. assuming these are enterprise devices for most people, companies are buying them, why would you need an OLED display in an iMac? I would love to have one, don't get yeah. me wrong. But I, as you say, the LCDs are really, really good, and that's going to be a cost. You know, you're adding some costs to these things, and they're not cheap to begin with. Yeah, my, I, I would, I would venture to guess that they'll probably go to 6K LCD before they go to 4K OLED, because, as you say, like there's not a huge bit. There's a bit of a benefit in laptops because you have some power efficiency benefits there. In you know, with an iMac that's plugged in and stationary on your desk all the time. It's just, you know, 5K is plenty. 5K is probably overkill, to be honest with you. And and like I said, those LCDs are, are they're gorgeous. And I don't know, um, I, I just, I, I don't see that happening, but I do, I do think the 21 inch, which those rumors make sense to me that that'll be up, updated first. I think that we'll see a, a completely new design with the next one, which is also one of the things we were talking about um, with our predictions. It was pretty clear when we did that video that that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. But um, those rumors are out there and it like the, the bezels will be gone and, you know, things will be nicer and better and cooler. And it'll really just look, look like a, like, like a display with the, you know, that just happens to be a computer. And I do think that's coming with, cause like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that Apple will be able to do with these new processors because now they control all of this. So the, 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 the thermal stuff, which is the biggest issue, like they can really work on these trip on these chips, get that that power efficiency up, that cooling, 
and all the things that they need to do to get these things thinner and thinner and thinner and, and um, remove all the bezels and all the uh, little things that they need, all the, like the fans inside and things like that. They can, they can engineer all that stuff on their own from, you know, a starting point that they start and that Intel saying, here's this chip, here's the power requirements and here's the thermal issues. Now you figure it out. Yeah. So I think that sort of brings us to maybe our final point, which is, you know, who is this for and should they buy it? If it's going to be a processor that's, it's still an Intel processor, you're not going to get Apple Silicon yet, but you get, it's solid, it's SSD across the board, right? And yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a big change. They, they've been using that Fusion, dri Fusion Drive for a while. Not a big fan of the Fusion Drive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little clunky. It, you know, it, it boots up fast, but it's slow for file transfers and other things like that. Um, what's interesting is because SSD is more expensive and because it's Apple, you're going from one terabyte down to 256 gigabytes, which is, you know, it's a it's a good amount. It's not a great amount. If you want, though, you can actually configure it with the Fusion Drive, still get that terabyte for no extra cost if you'd like. Or you can upgrade through Apple or you can just plug in an external drive to the one of the Thunderbolt ports and just you know, get it's 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 really fast. Like if you use an external drive with an iMac it's it's not as not quite as fast as an internal drive, but it's 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 very good. Yeah, you know, you make a good point about the SSD. You know, and I, I do think that makes these probably attractive to enterprises, Juliet. You know, to get mm -hmm. back to to your question there, uh, I mean, I don't know that many homeowners consumers buying iMacs. You could, um, but I think you know, in general, these are these are, are more business uh, business computers. And I think with IT departments kind of being conservative in terms of how they spend their money, certainly right now in the pandemic, uh, you know, the fact that it is an Intel processor might make it more attractive. I can mm -hmm. see companies that, you know, as Mike said, if you need to upgrade now, if you're at the end of your two or three year cycle for hardware updates, there's nothing wrong with buying this because by the time you come back to that cycle in two or three years, you know, the Apple Silicon will almost certainly have been out for a while. And, you know, IT will know whether it's going to be an issue for them or not. Uh, so I, I think uh, short answer is these are probably, you know, enterprise type devices and you wouldn't be making a mistake to get one uh, because by the time you get one, two or three years down the road, they, Apple will have made the move. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I don't think you'll have buyer's remorse anytime soon. Um, I do think it's kind of probably if they were on the fence about, you know, releasing it, this, this whole work from home push probably said, all right, you know what, let's give, let's put this out there and see if, you know, people who are outfitting homes, people, businesses who are outfitting like a, like, like, a, like a whole uh, workforce now remotely. Um, these are attractive machines. They're, they're not too expensive. You, you get, you know, 10th gen Intel processors and fast hard drives and really nice displays. And, you know, they, they, they look good and they have, you know, all the trimmings. Um, but yeah, if you're an ADB camera, and it's a 1080 camera, camera for all those camera. zoom calls. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's clearly an enterprise play. I mean, if you're a consumer and you have two grand that just sitting around and you really want one, I mean, sure, go ahead. But I would try to squeeze a little bit more life out of what you have and at least wait until the 21 inch iMac comes out, um, probably within the next six to eight months and see what that brings. All right. Well, thank you both so much. Before I let you both go, any sort of closing thoughts about the new 27-inch iMac, or do you think we've really covered it all? Okay, I think we've covered the highlights. 
All yeah, right. I mean it's a it's a cool machine. There's uh, and there's some things we didn't talk about. There's like there's there's new microphones and audio and things like that. Like that, it's a it's a good all around update. If the Apple Silicon transition wasn't this big giant ball in the future, it would just be we wouldn't even be having this this video because it would just be another step forward for the iMac. But because that's in the you know that elephant is in the room, it's it's you know it complicates things and makes it and makes this all the more like questionable like all right so what do we do here that you know the, the elephant in the room notwithstanding though i do think this is like a very good if not maybe not perfect but a very good work from home mac yeah you know as we're looking at work from home for the foreseeable future at least here in the u.s <clears throat> you know if you're looking to upgrade a mac this would be a good option yeah i mean if you buy a mac mini with a 4k display you're looking at 1500 bucks a good one so, or 5K display at, at this rate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think um, I would get, like you said, 16 gigs of RAM, maybe an external hard drive. But, um, you know, you're going to pay a little bit of a premium, but it's you're getting a, a real powerful, real speedy machine that's not going to feel obsolete in, in a year at all because everything's going to run. Apple is supporting OS 10, OS 10, Mac OS, whatever they're calling it now. They're, they're supporting it for, for, you know, yeah, right, it is 11. They're, they're supporting it for, for years to come. Uh, developers are going to support it. There's a, there's a virtualization environment. All that stuff is happening. So your, your machine will work, your apps will work. And, you know, let's face it, if you're a professional, you're, you're kind of buying a little bit of peace of mind because you're gonna, you know that the apps you have right now will work. And there's no question, if you buy an Apple Silicon iMac in, in January, they'll work. We don't know how well. We don't know how that virtualization environment is gonna work. You know, Rosetta was good. I'm sure it's fine. But this is, you know, if you buy an Intel Mac now, your Intel apps, your 64-bit Intel apps will work. That's it. There you have it. I just convinced myself, I'm gonna go buy one. <laughs> no, I want one too. Of course. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it as always. And I'll be chatting with you next week about something. So be sure to come back then. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell icon in the corner so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any comments, questions about the new 27-inch iMac, are you going to get it? Are you going to upgrade your employees' devices and give them the new iMacs? Let us know in the comments below. Thanks again for watching, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.